It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? We have finally made it. Today is Thursday, April 29th, 2021. It is day one of the 2021 NFL Draft. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs, and tell them we sent you here at Locked On. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting of the Draft Network, Managing Editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan and totally, completely, positively, 100%, million percent juiced for round one of the 2021 NFL Draft. Dolphins scheduled, I say scheduled because these things change, right? Teams get minds of their own. Scheduled to make two picks in the first 18. Number six and number 18 overall. Lots of rumors out there. Penny Sewell at six. It's got legs again. Jamar Chase, if he's there. Kyle Pitts, if he's there. Jalen Waddle, all of a sudden, prioritized over Devontae Smith, if he's there. These are all rumors going on. Saw rumors of Miami potentially trading up from 18 to 9 and taking Sewell at six and then drafting Waddle and... Oh boy, it's going to be a bumpy ride. It is going to be a bumpy, bumpy ride, and I'm looking forward to taking it with each and every single one of you. Uh, My draft coverage, I'll be on live streaming uh, the Draft Network, the Locked On NFL YouTube channel, the Draft Network social channels, Brinks.tv, no shortage of ways to watch. But listen, okay, the objective of today's show is quite simple. One last go-round. Seven rounds. Predictive. What I think is going to happen. Based on, you know, obviously we're using a tool, the Draft Network's mock draft machine, simulation. Simulates the picks. You can be the GM of whatever team you want. And uh, no trades. Dolphins scheduled to make five picks in the top 100. An additional three picks on day three. We did a simulation. I tried to predictively, based on who was available, give it the old college try. And we're going to break it down, starting at number six. In the sixth spot, the tea leaves right now. I've submitted my first round final predictive mock draft for the mock draft competition, courtesy of thehuddlereport.com. They grade the mock drafts every single year. They grade your, your top 100 boards. They, they check for accuracy. So we know quarterbacks are going one, two, three. My predictive board has, can't wait to be wrong, by the way, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance at three to San Francisco, Atlanta taking Kyle Pitts, and then the Cincinnati Bengals, 
drafting Penny Sewell at his final predictive mock prediction. So I made sure when I got onto the simulation to do the Dolphin 7 round, that five piece at the top was accurately reflect, reflected, which it was. Meaning that LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase is still on the board. From any and all indications that we have had, the Dolphins' flow chart at number six is Pitts if he's there, Chase if he's there, explore a trade back, and then the debate of Waddle versus Smith. Pretty simple. Jamar Chase, he's there. He's the pick. Uh, do I think this is the best possible outcome for Tua Tungvaloa specifically? It can be. Chase has the biggest ceiling. There's no question that because of the size dynamic and the explosiveness dynamic that he has. The others, just they just can't touch it other than Pitts, right? And he's technically a tight end. But that's going to be dependent upon Tua Tungvaloa's growth and maturation as a quarterback. And those things, you don't want to make sure, you don't want to assume that those things take place. We've seen Tua working. We know he's busting his butt. Most often, the biggest jump in play you will see is from year one to year two. How big of a jump we see from Tua is going to determine and dictate whether, hey, the Dolphins were right to bet on the physical upside, understanding that he's going to get better as a player. He's going to continue to get more refined as a player, even though he missed reps for a year and didn't, wasn't out there running routes. And two is going to click with him just fine. He's going to be a much cleaner separator uh, at times than he was in stretches. And he's going to be Mr. Reliable for the Dolphins. Get down to 18. And uh, Quiddy Pay, defensive end, Michigan Wolverines. I genuinely think, based on his character and story and background and experience, and style of play, and athletic profile, and the position that he plays, all the wins of the draft are suggesting Dolphins are going defense at 18, not drafting a running back, and maybe they do. Again, can't wait to be wrong, but predictively, Najee Harris was here on the board. Micah Parsons was not. Zayvon Collins was not. Pay was. Jalen Phillips was as well. But predictively, Quiddy Pay told his mom when he was getting ready to go to high school, if you pay my way into this private school, I guarantee you, you will not have to play, pay for college because I will take care of the rest. Family came over to the States as immigrants, uh, very rough, tough, challenging family upbringing uh, because of the hardships of not having a lot when they got to the States. Quiddy Pay is intrinsically motivated. Uh, he is a grinder, and I know those are some cliches to start the sales pitch uh, for a, a draft pick with, and I know that's not super sexy, but you know that, that story to me is the cherry on top for when you look at the explosiveness that he has, the power in his hands in which he has, how proficient he is against the run, how much of a ceiling he has as a pass rusher, uh, the prototypical size athleticism, good tape at Michigan, all those things combined. Quiddy Pay 
makes a lot of sense for Miami. And I think that the tiebreaker for him and Jalen Phillips, who was also available at 18 when I was doing this predictively, was Jalen Phillips has concussion history in the past that's unfortunate, and then medical retirement, a wrist issue, and that versus Quiddy Pay story made me lean into Quiddy Pay being the choice here for Miami. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trading, no piling stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower your taxes as, that you pay as you invest. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion in assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. All you need is $500 to get started. To get your first $5,000 managed free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Continuing down the road here. Second round selections for the Miami Dolphins. Number 36, I was thrilled to see Javante Williams, and I'm sure you will be too, running back Javante Williams, North Carolina. He was on the board. I took him at 36. Positional value, I think Miami, if they see one of those guys there at 36, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, I bet they like them all. Because for, for the Dolphins, each one of them is a little bit different in what their skill set brings to the table and how you can justify it within the means of the offense. But I think they'd all fit. I really do. They're all bigger. They're all capable of playing physical. They're mostly proficient in the passing game. Najee Harris is excellent. Travis Etienne is Excellent. Javante Williams is proficient in the passing game. That adds up uh, to a no-brainer selection at 36. Landon Dickerson's medicals, I think, predictively are going to push him down the draft board, so we're going to be in a holding pattern on him. Creed Humphrey was already drafted, uh, so I know that's another big thing this week from the rumor mill is is the Dolphins going to be in the market on passing a running back to draft an interior offensive lineman? And obviously the whole Robert Hunt situation, that's unsettled with uh, Eric Flowers being removed from the roster. What are they going to do there? Well, not right now. They're not getting anything because Javante Williams is on the board at 36. But I do get around to 50. And, of course, in classic heartbreaking faction at 48 overall, Landon Dickerson came off the board. So there went that idea. Uh, but I did get Quinn Miners. And, and Quinn Miners from Wisconsin Whitewater, we've talked a great deal over the course of the podcast uh, these past few months about why he makes sense for the Dolphins, all the connections that exist between sharing the same uh, alma mater at Wisconsin Whitewater as Eric Studisville, uh, the co-offensive coordinator, 
to being 320 pounds and having a plus athletic profile that checks the boxes that Dolphins like from a density and explosiveness perspective, uh, being a player that they're comfortable with developing as a team that develops talent as a D3 kid, getting the chance to work with him hands-on at the senior ball. I mean, just like work through it, go down the line. And there's so many connections here. Is it a little early for my taste personally? Yes, but I'm trying to be predictive. And if the Dolphins strike out on Creed and Landon Dickerson, I genuinely believe based on, you know, they put him through cross training in mobiles, played him at guard, played him at center. He was rave reviews all week long. Okay, that, that's, that's good, probably going to be your plan B at center. And you'll draft him at 50. you got to stay out in front of Pittsburgh, who drafts a couple of spots behind you as a team that had Marquise Pouncey retire. And uh, if that center run starts, then don't get caught behind it. Stay out in front of it. And that's what Miami has to do here. Uh, they, they got a break at 36 in this mock draft with Javante Williams sliding to 36 to be available. Let's not get cute. Hope that Quinn Miners is there at 81 because he's definitely not going to be with the demand. He's the pick there for the Dolphins at 50. I was thrilled with this player who was available for the Dolphins at 81, linebacker Jabril Cox. Uh, So he's not quite the hybrid type player that you see with Kyle Van Noy in the linebacker group. But he's really good in coverage. He's, he's known for his coverage. He came from North Dakota State, transferred to LSU, was one of the few bright spots defensively for uh, a terrible season all around for the LSU Tigers coming off their national championship the previous season. And Jabril Cox, you can play him in man. You can run with guys over the middle of the field. You can play him in zone. He's going to have the explosiveness and, and reach uh, to disrupt throwing windows. He would pair quite well with Jerome Baker on obvious passing situations if you wanted to go with nickel and have two linebackers on the field. He would be very good at that. And he is explosive. Uh, he had his own personalized pro day because of some lingering injury stuff. And I think he ran in the f- like 4-5-4 four, four, something like that in the 40. So like, he can fly too. 230 pounds. So Jabril Cox there, I feel thrilled that through the first two days of this final seven-round projection that actually in reality starts tonight, I get Jamar Chase, Quiddy Pay, Javante Williams, Quinn Miners, Jabril Cox addressing needs at wide receiver, edge, running back, interior offensive line, and linebacker. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is back in full swing, and you can track the action at Bet Online, get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information available to you. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams preps for their runs to the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're looking for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. 
Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Day three is brief. It's very brief. We only have two picks, three picks, excuse me, to make. And um, I liked what I did. I just, it's tough when you make this pick at 81 and you're so juiced, and then the simulator starts going into the picks, and you literally got to wait 75 picks to make a pick. Like, oh, I would like that guy. That guy's cool. Yeah, he's, he's nice. Oh, it would have been nice to get that guy. You don't get any of that, right? It's this massive drought right now. And predictably, I do think the Dolphins uh, will try to find a way to bridge that gap a little bit. The Dolphins have found some really good hits on day three of the draft. Uh, but at 156, Ambry Thomas, cornerback from Michigan, the senior bowl guy that the Dolphins had the chance to work with, uh, Michigan defense, Don Brown. Uh, these are intelligent football players. And Ambry Thomas, six foot, he's around 190. I think he can play. Outside if you needed him to, but I like him the best in the slot. And for him to be here at 156, uh, the simulator had him graded as a prospect that was a, you know, just outside the top 100. Uh, so there must have been an early run on quarters that ended up leaving him on the board uh, here at 156. But you know, I'm not going to predictively start swinging the bat on day three, guys, either. Uh, it's a chance to be there or not, and the simulator in this reality, if he's there, yeah, that's a pick. Uh, I think that's a no-brainer. So, Ambry Thomas, he's physical. He could play press man in the slot. I understand the Dolphins brought in uh, Justin Coleman to compete with Nick Needham. Don't really care. Uh, it's all about competition, and, and Chris Greer and Brian Flores will tell you this, getting every spot on the roster better, more competitive, Avery Thomas, as a, an addition and add-on to the cornerback room to compete for the starting nickel role, I think he's talented enough to do that. And for him to be there in the fifth round, yes, please. Now, seventh round. I went with two high upside guys. One of them is a double dip. We're double dipping at wide receiver. Cornell Powell, wide receiver from Clemson. Uh, he is going to predominantly be a special teams presence. He was predominantly a special teams presence at Clemson, but you like that experience. Uh, he had a big glow up in, in like the second half of the 2020 season, had a ton of production. Uh, the overwhelming majority of his career production came over the last five, six, seven games of 2020 for the Clemson Tigers this year. Uh, maybe you can tap into that. Maybe you can capture that lightning in a bottle and he can be something for you. But where I stand with that is this is a player who has the athletic profile and the size and the physicality to challenge Matt Collins for his role on the team. And if that works out, you can get a little bit of a cheaper player because you get a seventh-round pick filling that role instead of what they have brought back in Matt Collins. Although it's starting nickel and diamond, the, the bottom portions of the roster, if you find competent replacements, you can all of a sudden find yourselves with a couple extra million dollars. So Cornell Powell at 230. And then with the final pick, the pick that the Dolphins received as part of the Eric Flowers uh, shenanigans, shindig, whatever you want to call it. Tyler Coyle, safety from Purdue. He's originally from UConn. 
transferred to Purdue, showcased that he could play at a higher level of competition this year versus what he's done in the past at UConn. His tape's okay, but what really jumped out to me was his pro day numbers. And if you know the Dolphins, and if you remember listening to this, we did this last May. We were looking for trends in certain position groups, and what we found was if you want to be a member of the Miami Dolphins' defensive backfield, you better be a damn good athlete, like across the board. You looked at uh, the five that we had in play. It was after the Noah Igbenogany acquisition. You still had Bobby McCain, Eric Rowe, Xavier Howard, and Byron Jones as you're projected at that point in time starting five within the nickel. And they were almost collect. I think they were 21 of 25 for athletic testing being like over the 70th percentile in tests, whether it was agility or explosiveness or long, like all of it combined. They just love great athletes. And Tyler Coyle was a workout darling at his pro day. You're talking about one of the last picks in the draft. Why would you not roll the dice on somebody who checks the boxes for your criteria? Dolphins can't have enough defensive backs. This is another potential special teams guy. If you clean up his tackling a little bit, a little bit of a roll in the dice. I like that as a late day three sleeper for the Miami Dolphins as a low risk, potentially high reward boom if you can get him around uh, on the finer points of his game and fine tune what he does. That's it. That's predictively the best swing of the bat that I can give you guys, in part based on what I think is going to happen, also in part based on what the simulation gave me in the later rounds. Uh, but I can't thank you guys enough for the support over the last couple of months. Uh, draft season always a very fun time for me. It was bittersweet to get into it as early as we did. But I have had an absolute blast engaging with you guys, talking about the draft, the build-up to this, this entire process, blending Dolphins coverage with the Draft Network has been uh, one of the absolute most fun things that I have done with anything in my life, any of the pursuits that I've had. And a lot, a, a lot of that credit goes to you guys for your support and, and caring about my opinion and engaging and listening to the show. So a heartfelt thank you. Fins up. I hope we have a great round one tonight. Have we a great weekend for the Miami Dolphins? I've got another show coming tomorrow. We're going to react to round one, so make sure you do not miss it. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. I'm Kyle Krabs. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.